Welcome to She Said the F Word, a podcast that lifts the veil of financial secrecy and dares to say the word fraud. This is Andrea Kelly with the first installment of Shorts on Shorts, a segment of She Said the F Word. In Shorts on Shorts, I'll cover some of the latest activist short reports and short digestible episodes. Today, we delve into the November 30th report by J Capital, a China-focused activist short seller against Aspire Technology. Aspire Technology specializes in the research, development, design, commercialization, sales, marketing, and distribution of branded e-cigarettes and cannabis vaping products, marketed under the Aspire and Aspire brand names, respectively. It sells Aspire-branded tobacco products worldwide, except in China, the United States, and Russia, primarily through its distribution network. The company currently markets its cannabis products in the United States, with expanding activities in Canada and Europe. In June 2023, the company introduced Aspire One technology, which the company says is aimed at improving the manufacturing process and consumer safety by sealing devices in a sterilized factory environment. While Aspire is headquartered in Los Angeles, J Capital contends that the company is fundamentally Chinese, referencing close ties between Aspire and several other Chinese entities. The company IPO'd just this year in April 2023. J Capital's report, provocatively titled Insider Enrichment Scheme, where approximately 30% of revenue may be fabricated, covers several observations or allegations, which I'll summarize. First is insider enrichment. So this is the core part of the thesis. J Capital alleges that Aspire is overpaying a related party, leading to significantly lower gross margins for Aspire compared to its competitors. J Capital also speculates that Aspire made unnecessary capital expenditures on a Malaysian facility. Additionally, J Capital observes that an alleged $74 million in IP contributions went to the CEO's company uh, and then was later reversed in a restatement on the related party's books. These are all examples in which money is allegedly flowing out of the company to enrich the CEO and his related parties. While such schemes, in theory, should be reflected in the financial statements and therefore the share price, allegations of such schemes do raise questions about management honesty and sort of what else are they hiding. J Capital also has sales concerns. They say that around 32% of Aspire's sales are to a company that may not have the right to sell in Aspire's markets based on a strange disclosure in Aspire's public filings, which seem to suggest that this distributor cannot market or sell outside of China and Russia. Admittedly, this one was a little bit odd to me. If this were a deceptive scheme to increase Aspire's revenue, I'm not sure why they would disclose that this distributor did not have the rights to sell. Not sure That said, J Capital does have some additional observations about the lack of product in stores in the UK and the fact that a lot of store managers don't seem to have heard of the Aspire product that gave additional support to the suspicious sales argument. Next, J Capital highlights potential undisclosed related parties, a common tactic that raises governance questions. Then there is the co-CEO's background. The J Capital Report points out allegations of extortion and drug law violations, including an attempt to cover up a message about an invoice for, quote, genetics consulting. J Capital also references that Aspire seems to be burning through cash. J Capital points out that Aspire's smokeless tobacco market projections show a 15% compound annual growth rate, 
which is significantly higher than Statista's figure of 3.6%. Capital points out that Aspire contracted a party to do the projections for them, suggesting that there could be some inappropriate influence there. Finally, Capital notes that Aspire's underwriters have a history of seemingly overpricing securities. So if I were going to bucket the observations here, it's alleged insider enrichment, alleged revenue inflation, management conduct concerns, poor cash indicators, inflated revenue projections, and overly optimistic underwriters. As it relates to the market impact of the J Capital report, we don't see a clear dramatic impact on the share price like we see in some other activist short reports. But J Capital's report was released when the share price was on the decline, so after a big post-earnings release spike. So depending on when J Capital took their short position, the position may be performing pretty well. I will also note that as of today, December 8th, the company has not issued a press release in response to the short report. While it's important to approach activist short reports critically, they may offer valuable insights for investors and market watchers. I recommend reading J Capital's full report on Aspire if you're keen to delve deeper. I'd like to remind our listeners that the content of this podcast, including any information, views, or opinions expressed, is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal, financial, or investment advice. The discussion of reports and analyses represents a summary of the findings of other analysts and does not endorse any investment or financial strategies. Listeners are encouraged to conduct their own research and consult with financial advisors before making any investment decisions. The discussions in this podcast should not be interpreted as recommendations to buy, sell, or hold any securities. The views expressed are as of the date of recording and are subject to change without notice. That's it for today. See you next time on She Said the F-Words, Shorts on Shorts.